Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. How are you doing today? I'm really well. So you reside currently in Oregon, correct? Portland, Oregon, correct. Port- Portland, Oregon, and that's with Anna and the Inside Alliance? Yes, that's currently who I am uh, interning with. And, and it's an internship? It's an intern apprentice slash, um, she's my mentor role model. Got it. That's an amazing one to have. I mean, she's a, she's a very unique spirit. So. Uh, that's that's a the blessing in itself. So you're back in Texas. Yeah, for a week and a half. A week and a half. How is that? <laughs> if I didn't have the understanding and if I didn't have my insight that I have been so blessed with through this understanding in the program, I would be gone. I'd have run away two days ago. Mm. Yeah. So this is your first time home, basically. Yeah, this is my first time home in over 10. First time seeing a lot of my family in almost 15. That that has emotions all in itself. Not even just, not even talking about your story, but just in general of not seeing family members for at least a decade or a decade and a half had to bring about uh, a lot of different type emotions. Can I just talk me through it for a second? There was just a lot of stuff growing up um, that I thought growing up was just normal. You know, I was the second oldest to eight kids. Mom had a drug problem, alcohol, you know, came from a bad, abusive family. Dad had a drug problem, alcohol, same abusive family. So the way that we were, I just thought it was the way you were supposed to be. And um, I've been on my own since I was 13. My mom went to prison when I was 11. My father, um, threw himself into his drugs and I was left with five younger siblings to care for on the streets. Nobody stepped in. Finally, my grandmother had to, and um, she was nursing her husband who was dying of cancer at home. So there was just a lot of pain and anguish. And um, I know now because of the understanding, like I, I truly in my heart believe that they all did the best they could with what they had. And, you know, I made it, so I can't complain. And all my struggles have made me who I am. Yeah. I remember meeting you. Do you? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you have a presence about yourself. Do I? Yeah. To me, you do. And, And maybe the presence is that you're not trying to play. Like, you have this for real. You understand this for real because it, 
I felt when I came into the understanding it saved my life. And, you know, right before we start recording, you mentioned the same. So I think that's what I probably attached to more than anything was like, oh, no, she she sees she sees how this understanding basically changed her life. Because of how I was raised, I was diagnosed in my um, early or late teens, early 20s with a um, mental health health diagnosis of dissociative disorder. Um, I would lose time. And when things would happen, I went up into this little bubble and um, I saw what was going on. Um, I couldn't do anything about what was going on, but it was my, it was my safety net. You know, people talk about how multiple personalities isn't a real thing, but it is. I, I had what I called my shitty committee. You know, they got me through a lot of really tough times. And I was told because, you know, I, I had quite a few husbands that tried to fix me. And I was told by a lot of very world-renowned doctors that there was nothing that could be done. I had a trauma-based mental illness and I needed to learn to live with it and um, accept it and try to make the best of it. I have never been one that took no for an answer. I'm glad. I thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, that word just it doesn't exist in my vocabulary. So um, I always sought out, you know, I did the Tony Robbins thing. Like one year, I don't even want to tell you how many of his little things I went to and just to have lunch with him, which I never did, by the way. Tony Robbins owes me a lunch. <laughs> that is hilarious. But, but I would read all the books. I mean, I did everything uh, that you're supposed to do. And, um, there was just always that void. And, you know, they never got better. It never went away. Five husbands later, I walked away from two children. I found myself in a car with a gun having a standoff with SWAT. Going to prison saved my life because I found the inside alliance and I found the understanding. The universe has just opened up for me. And my life is phenomenal. And I'm in the moment and I'm present. And my shitty committee is gone. I'm off all medication. I sleep through the night. I don't have night terrors. I haven't lost time in almost three years. Mm. They're, they're gone. I don't know who I am completely, but I'm kind of figuring it out. Yeah. And I love myself. And it's like, I, don't know, I guess it's like I'm a teenager again. Yeah, yeah. Well, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. Well, no, I, I said the same thing. I consider myself a toddler. I'm just now waking up to, mm -hmm. to what it's like to be human. Yep. And, and so I'm trying things. I'm kind of like my grandson. I'm putting things in my mouth. Ooh, that don't taste good. Put it out, you know. It's kind of like, like a kid crawling on the floor, yeah. just trying to get an understanding of, of the world they're operating in. If you, if you are comfortable with it, kind of take me to this standoff, because that part I didn't know. You're sitting in the car. The shitty committee is guiding us here. What happens? Like, you, you get to, to jail. Like, kind of give me a little bit of context on that. I had been out by the coast, and I was married to a great guy. He, he did a lot to try to, to fix me. I was just, it was a really, really bad time in my life. And I think I had just reached my ultimate breaking point. And I called him and I was, I'd lost it. All I remember is trying to get home. I just, this whole thing played before me and I watched it happen. 
and there was a high-speed car chase and they ended up spiking my tires. I pulled out the gun. I, I told them I was going to kill myself and I wanted to because I just I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I hurt a lot of people. I caused a lot of damage and I was not a good person. And I was tired of fighting myself every day just to like, just to have a thought on my own. And it was exhausting. Life was so exhausting. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. For five and a half hours, I sat in that car and the same remix. <laughs> I'll never forget these songs because I hear them now and I have to like, I catch myself and I turn it off. But these same songs just kept playing over and over and they tried to talk me out of it. They tried to talk me out. They ended up breaking my window, pulling me out of the car by my hair. It took like four of them to get me. I ended up in jail. 30 days later, I was at Coffee Creek, which is the correctional facility. I guess I had taken a plea and I just wanted out of county. Um, I got to Coffee Creek and I was still just real, I didn't really understand what had happened or what yeah, had gone down. Still a little foggy, yeah. Yeah, you know, I was constantly just in a war with everyone. I ended up on the mental health unit and um, I spent my first year on that unit. And I was in and out of the hole, constantly fighting, constantly just in trouble. It was horrible. I got out of the hole and I ended up on G and there was a <laughs> there was a flyer on the board for insight to uh, insight to well-being was the class was called and um, I was a level one and at the level that I was you can't do education you can't do programming you can't do anything that the prison had to offer you have to have good behavior to do anything so um, I saw that you didn't have to have it so I signed up because in our prison at the end of the courses, if you graduate, you get um, a cinnamon roll. Mm. So actually the running joke with Anna now and me is that, you know, a cinnamon roll like saved my life. <laughs> I, I love cinnamon, cinnamon rolls too though. <laughs> you know, and I found Anna um, and the Inside Alliance a year and a half into my five year set. That 10 week course saved my life. Wow. And so you stay, so the rest of the time that you were in were just going through different classes with Inside Alliance or getting more into a deeper understanding? I did my first 10-week course with Anna. And um, I think what really hit for me was, um, I think it was week four or five. Now, mind you, I don't even think Anna knew, like, now that I teach with her and I'm working with her, I kind yeah. like, I, I know how it is, but... She was just going with it. She was just trying to, you know, teach us the understanding, but still not. Anna's just amazing. About week four, week four or five, there were a group of us women sitting around. Three of us had had the same experience, and um, it was over sexual abuse. Anna was able to show us that even though it was the same experience, because of how we process things and about how things go, like each one of us, it affected us differently. Yeah. 
Each one of us, how it affected us, carried a lot of shame. I know I did. Anguish and pain over, over a lot of things. Anna was able to show us that it wasn't our fault. And in the middle of that group with her, I had an insight that I was a monster because I was playing a victim. And I was a monster because my story was, was that I was this crazy person with multiple personalities and I could do what I want and blame society because they made me that way. Well, no, I made myself that way. Mm. And I realized that a lot of my issues were from my thinking and that it didn't matter that I had those thoughts. It didn't matter that those things, things crossed my mind. It was what I did with it and what I fed into it that mattered. And I stopped being so negative and I stopped playing the victim slowly over the next couple of weeks. Like just, it was like I was a bud blossoming. And if you were to look at a picture of me before my first insight and of me now, it's two different people. Yeah. It's like I blossomed. It's insane. Like I look at those pictures and I can't believe like it's me, but yeah. Like, I found myself that day, and I realized it was me causing all of my issues and my thinking, and um, I started turning it around and changing it, and I haven't looked back since. I absolutely love that. I have um, have a very special relationship with Marina Galan because she took the before picture and the after picture of me coming into this understanding. And I remember asking her the difference and her, her answer will, will stick with me for probably the rest of my life. And she was just like, the only difference in those pictures was the before picture, I knew you were okay. The after picture, you knew you were okay. <laughs> I love that. That's kind of like what you're, what you're pointing to on our well-being. And so that, that just got me excited, you know? Uh, that you settled into this. And so we finished our sentence. No, it's even better than that. Um, Oh, good. Give it to me then. (laughs) So um, I was sentenced to five years. I found the understanding a year and a half into the five years. Prison, Prison was easy. Life is very hard. The prison that I was at, there, there were a lot of guards that take advantage of the women. And um, there's a lot of things that go on there that shouldn't. Even when reported, things, things are shoved under a rug and nothing is taking, nothing's done about it. Some things happened to me, which you would think would have just sent me reeling back to where I was, but they didn't. Even though I dealt with a lot of retaliation, um, I was the happiest I've ever been in my life. I found my freedom behind those bars. And Anna, I didn't see her a lot after I went through the class. Um, She'd come check in with me. She'd make sure I was okay. Um, She'd send me books. I still have my stack of books. Inside Out Revolution, loved it. Um, I've read them all. And I was commutated two years early. Wow. I was the first woman in Oregon to have her sentence commutated. 
like I was. Um, they did an article, I guess, on me called um, Women Transforming Their Lives in Prison. You had to have known me before prison. I, I was a monster. Yeah, I, 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 I don't... I don't know if I would have had to know you before then because I, I got a monster of my own. So, you know, uh, the way I grew up, you know, the streets, being black in America, inner city violence, gangs, poverty, me too. I, I really blame the shittiness of my being on the environment they put me in. Yep. You know, um, I, I, I did grow up in a single parent household which which made things a lot more difficult for money and things. So I got into the stealing, the, you know, I joined local gang because I was tired of fighting on my way to the bus stop. You know, it was just the way you move and you don't know any difference in that. So I, I do know what those those old monsters could be like, but, but yeah, wow. The commute on the sentence is amazing because I know what that means as well, still having uh, so many connections to family and friends and people who've been through our criminal justice system, to include myself, you know. Man, but I, I want to ask you this, because this is, this is something that happened to me, and I, I often wonder if it happens to others. Because I had so much suffering in my life, when I came to this understanding, for a split second, all I wanted to do was just hold on to it, be quiet, and, and live. And then it kind of turned into wanting to share it and, and change lives and transform with it. But for a minute, it was just, I was just so happy to have peace. I didn't know what to do. Kind of, did you, did you go through that part as well? I had prison for a year and a half. I was still in prison after I had the understanding. Within that year and a half, I, I read a lot. I just, I did me and I started changing all of my behaviors and my thinking just, it, it did it to itself. Hmm. But um, the way I treated people, the way I talked to people, like everything, everything just started changing. I found out on a, a Friday that I was being commutated by the governor and I was out the following Thursday. The day before I got out, I found out that my best friend had died four days prior of a heroin overdose hmm. and um it was hard it was really hard but i had the understanding i got out and the universe just, just took care of me i was able to get into an apartment two days out of prison i had people that helped me get back on my feet I got my daughter back two months later. Oh my God. I have been given so many opportunities and, and within that time and within that space is when I sat and I just kind of, I took it all in and I, I dealt with, I'm sorry, there's someone in the background. No, we're fine. <laughs> um, I dealt with all the stuff that comes with where, I sat in it a lot. Um, I processed a lot of things. I wrote a lot of letters. Um, I forgave a lot of people. I asked for forgiveness from a lot of people. The reason I started doing what I'm doing with Anna is um, two months out, I had um, acquired a little bit of money and I was going to buy this house to flip it, to gut it and flip it. And it wasn't much. 
but um, it was like a little $18,000 house and my, my GPS kept messing up and it, it wouldn't take me to the house. It kept taking me to this McDonald's. So I pulled in, there was a little girl sitting by a trash can and she didn't have any shoes on. She was, I could just tell. And I think I could tell because that little girl was me all those years ago. And she was scared and she was crying and I was terrified for her. But me being how I am, poked my head out the window and I went, hey, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) And she kind of looked up at me and she wouldn't say anything. And I was all, how old are you? Where's your parents? (laughs) You know, I've been told I'm kind of abrasive and I guess I don't really (laughs) mean to be, but um, so I'm sticking my head out the window and I'm like, are you hungry? (laughs) And she's just staring at me like, who is this crazy lady? Right. So I get out of the car and I walk over to her and I'm standing over her and I'm all, you're not okay. You're going to eat. I say, come on, let's go get you some food. And she kept looking at me. And she wouldn't get up. And finally, I was like, look, I'm going to go in and get some food. And you can either tell me what you want or I'm just going to get you what I think you want. But either way, you're going to eat some food. She said she wanted cheeseburger or something. So I went in and I got her a cheeseburger meal and a milkshake. And I took it to her and she devoured it. I don't even think she took the time to taste it or chew it. And I, I kind of was standing over her and I was like, how old are you? And she tried lying and telling me she was 19. And I looked at her and I was like, you're a liar. I said, but whatever. Okay, you be 19. I sat down next to her and she kind of scooted over and I was all, so what's the deal? You don't have anywhere to go? And she just, she wouldn't talk. So finally I stood up and I said, come on, get in the car. And she was like, what? I said, get in the car. And she goes, what do you want? I said, I don't want anything, but I'm not leaving you here. I was like, come on, let's get in the car. So she got in the car and I took her home. About a week later, she came to me crying. She told me she was 16, that her father had been abusing her, and she finally came clean about it. And her mother chose her father over her own daughter. And in the state of Oregon, because there is not enough foster parents, this little girl was sent to Oak Creek, which is a juvenile facility. She was locked up for coming forward about abuse. She had run away. I found her three months into her running away. A guy had been trying to pimp her out. She was in really, really bad state. I had to take her out and get her clothes and shoes and underwear and everything. And the first week she kept asking me what I wanted. What do you want? I said, I don't want anything. I said, don't lie to me. Don't steal from me. I said, I gave her the spare room. I said, this is your home. Be here as long as you need. Do whatever you need. I said, don't use drugs. We'll get along fine. That little girl changed my life. I went to her caseworker. Oh, no, I went to her mother first. And I said, let me have custody. Her mom said, never. I want her locked up. I want to ruin her life like she ruined mine. Her mother. Um, so I went to her caseworker. I said, I found, I found this, I don't want to use her name. I found, we'll call her Spring. I found Spring. 
you know, what do, what do we do so that I can have her? She said, have her turn herself in and we'll look at you becoming a foster parent for her. So I finally talked her into it. It took like three days. On the way there, we called to let her know that we were coming. And it was on the car, you know, the Bluetooth thing in the car, the speakers. Well, I guess she had thought she'd hung up the phone, but she didn't. And she said, I can't wait for that little shit to turn herself in so I can lock her up till she's 18. This little girl has done nothing wrong. That was the social worker? The social worker for the state of Oregon, the woman who takes care of our juveniles, who takes care of our kids, said this about this little girl. She freaked out and she started hyperventilating and I, I, I was like, you know what? I said, I guess you're just gonna have to run away again. She ran away and she got a hold of a family in Utah and they took her in and they gave her a room. For the first time in her life, she had her own room and they made her a part of her family and she has been doing phenomenal. She joined the basketball team. She was in high school. She was getting straight A's. Like this little girl, her whole life was given back to her. The state of Oregon went and picked her up in Utah and put her back in that juvenile facility. I'm currently fighting to get my hands back on her because I'm not gonna give up till I do. But she is why I started working with Inside Alliance and giving back and doing what I'm doing because I was hurt and I never had anybody give a shit about me. And um, if I had, my life would have been so different. And in the, those few months that that little girl had, even what very little I was able to give her, her life was changed. She was doing so amazing. She just... This family just adored her and they put her in school and she was so happy. And I'm, we'll, we'll get back there because I'm not giving up. Uh, you know, no, you don't do good with no. We already know you don't do good with no. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. And let me, let me play something for you though. This is the reason why I will never give up on her. She sent me this for Christmas. She said, look, I am, I don't have a lot. This is what she sent me. Came into my life when I was broken, damaged and fading. You fought your way in and saved me. You loved me, and by doing so, you made me love myself too. You came into my life when I was broken, damaged and fading. You fought your way in and saved me. You loved me, and by doing so, you made love myself too. You came into my life when I was broken, damaged and fading. You fought your way in and saved me. You loved me and by doing so you made me love myself too. That's why my GPS didn't work. The universe took me to her and I know what I'm supposed to do now. I want to work with our youth. I am working with our youth. I'm teaching in McLaren with Anna, and I know my purpose. I've found my purpose. It's hard sometimes, it's not easy, but I'm okay, and I'm gonna be okay, and I'm gonna help other kids 
from where I, I've come from know that they're going to be okay and that they're not their past, that they're not their family. Everything we need to be okay is already in us. Yeah. Just like I did with her. I love this kid, and uh, I'm going to get her back. Damn, Jessica. I don't think I've cried on a... <laughs> on any one of these episodes yet like like that um wow and it's it's not even this may sound crazy it's it's not the circumstances that that are bringing me to tears it's the space you were willing to hold that i'm so moved by like the walk up the you're gonna eat the the you're gonna have a safe place to sleep. The I don't, I don't even yeah, wow. Um, so what does that look like now? What is the, where can you be supported? Where can you be helped with that? You know, I, I'm okay. Um, I've had my own life battles since getting out. You know, remember I'm ten months out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do remember. Yeah, two months. <laughs> My own daughter, there have been a lot of struggles with her. Um, she's really fighting her sobriety right now. I'm so blessed that I have the support system that I do with the Inside Alliance because um, it's been a battle. I don't know. I, I guess. Right, right. Our governor, um, our congressman, like, I don't even know where to start Yeah. because it's our youth. Everybody wants to look at, you know, they want to fix the system. Well, here's where you need to start fixing it. Our kids, because our kids are our future. You know, there's so many kids out there and I find them and they find me and I don't know how it happens. I don't know why. I mean, just where I live in downtown Portland alone, I take care of three runaways every week. I make sure that they have food and that they have tents or that they have sleeping bags and clothes. And I carry things in the back of my car. And, um, you know, the system, excuse my language, but the system is fucked up when these kids would rather be homeless and live on the streets than go into care. They take care of each other and they're going to be all right. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of good things. I'm working with those kids in McLaren, those boys, and I love, love watching them come into their understanding and just blossom in front of me. Yeah. And it just moves my heart when I sit there and I hear them talk about how they're having their, their natural insights for the first time or how like they're in a situation and that one time they would have reacted one way, but now they take a step back and they realize that it's probably not personal. And, you know, they're not, they're not adding to it or, you know, they're not making it worse. And, you know, I'm seeing, I'm having parents contact me on Facebook thanking me for getting through to their kids because they were like me where they fucked up and they'd been to prison or they'd messed up and their kids weren't giving them a chance. And, um, 
you know, they just wanted to show them that they were clean and sober and they were trying to do good, but their kids held so much hurt and pain that they couldn't let it go. And these kids are letting it go. And this, this mom just yesterday sent me a message on Facebook thanking me. And she said, my son looks up to you and he looks forward to your visits every week. And she was like, you don't know what you've done for our family. Thank you. I never envisioned this would be my life. Never. Yeah. And it's so fulfilling. I usually ask this question, but I don't even know if there's a need, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, Usually I end most of the episodes with giving the guest an opportunity to speak to the world because everybody's listening. <laughs> I think this whole interview was it. So <laughs> unless you, unless there's something else in particular you want to do uh, or say, yeah, they've heard, they've heard, but I'll, I'll give it to you anyway. Is there, the whole world is listening or at least our global network. What is it, Jessica, that you want to say to him? We need people out there that are going to look after our youth. There are not enough foster parents. There are not enough homes for children eight to 18. There are so many kids on the streets because they don't, they don't have anyone um, if you see that kid, you don't have to save him, just feed him. If you come across someone or something in a situation, don't look the other way. Get involved. These kids can, their lives can change. They just need somebody to care. Start caring. And um, the Inside Alliance has allowed me to open a clothing closet for donations. It's blown up in like the two months that I've been doing it. I actually have a room full of stuff where Anna's trying to find a space to rent so that we can actually like organize it more efficiently. And the back of my car is always full of sleeping bags or tents and clothes or non-perishable food. So, you know, maybe maybe jump on the InsideAlliance.org page and see what we're about and help support us. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.